0: It's now been a little over 10 years since George Lucas sold Lucasfilm to Disney for $4 billion. While I was sad to see George move on from his creation, I was pretty excited to see Disney possess the franchise. I never would have thought that they would screw up Star Wars like they have done. To me, it made sense for them to acquire such a big franchise because, well, they already had experience with one in Marvel, and at that time they were on their most successful run with that franchise, and I always wanted to get more Star Wars content, both in movie and show format, you know, even beyond the Skywalkers. In order to carry on such a big franchise, then a company with a lot of money and resources would be needed. Disney seemed like the right candidate to help Lucasfilm continue making content for the franchise. Going into this, I never had an ounce of worry or doubt that they couldn't handle this. I am still amazed to this day on how bad things have gotten with the franchise. Disney's biggest sin of them all was screwing up the sequel trilogy. There's not much that I like from that trilogy, and with most of Disney's Star Wars content, but I actually don't have a lot of negative viewpoints when it comes to The Force Awakens. Disney Star Wars actually started off kinda good, The Force Awakens... Well, there are some, you know, critiques you could have of it. It wasn't that bad of a movie. And then after that, like a year later, you get Rogue One, which is some people say, and actually is for me, too, is one of the greatest Star Wars movies ever made. But unfortunately, as time went on, the rest of the sequel trilogy just was controversial. A lot of things people didn't like. I didn't like a lot of things in it. You know, that movie helped split the fan base and really kickstarted, you know, this whole divide in the fan base and where we are today, where people just really don't like a lot of what Disney's doing with the franchise. However, I think the one sequel trilogy movie that is actually quite decent is The Force Awakens, and I think people are a little too hard on it at times. So today, let's look back at Star Wars Episode 7 The Force Awakens. Do you remember the days when the Star Wars sequel trilogy didn't exist? Do you remember the hype when Episode 7 was announced? We had a new cast of characters. And on top of that, the return of Luke, Leia, and Han being portrayed by, of course, the goats, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford. Everyone was excited for this movie because, well, we haven't seen these actors or characters on the big screen since the 80s. Books and comics, you know, continued the stories for Luke, Leia, and Han, you know, during the rebellion and the things that took place after episode six, but the idea of seeing them on the big screen again was awesome. The trailers look good. We saw more of a focus on the new cast, of course, but, you know, they sprinkled in some Han and Leia. And then you had everybody wondering, you know, where's Luke? It's also nice to remember a time when nobody hated Rey. The new big three was still similar to the OG3. You have a pilot, a rebel, and a person stuck in the desert looking for a purpose. Oh, and let's not forget about Kylo Ren, the Darth Vader simp. You have Kylo Ren's helmet and clothing attire, which was all cool. The crossguard lightsaber was also awesome. And really, the cast is one of the areas that I've defended throughout all three films. After watching episode 7, I thought the characters in general were pretty cool and worth having the future focus on them going forward. It ultimately came down to the creative heads and what they did. There's two reasons as to why I cut The Force Awakens some slack. The first one is because this is the first movie of the trilogy. It's supposed to set things up, right? While the plot may not have been the most unique, it was still a fun setup. Again, we were introduced to a new cool-looking villain in Kylo Ren. We were also trying to figure out who the hell is this Snoke guy. He was an enormous-looking dude on Skype calls with Kylo and General Hux on a few occasions throughout the movie. There's a search underway for Luke Skywalker. Nobody knows what happened to him. Han Solo and Chewbacca teaming up with Rey and Finn. The chemistry was there between Daisy Ridley and Harrison Ford. I thought it was awesome. Now, I do understand the complaints about the First Order literally just being a reskin of the Empire, and then of course there's another planet-destroying threat that needs to be stopped. I agree with those complaints, they weren't really creative with the overall plot of this movie specifically. And really, those complaints are what started this long list of lack of creativity issues that J.J. Abrams, Kathleen Kennedy, and everybody else ended up having as these movies continued. If you've been following this channel for a while now, then you know my biggest opinion when it comes to talking about Star Wars content there are elements in Star Wars that make it feel like Star Wars and not just some other generic space thriller Star Wars is all about the lightsabers the force the Jedi the Sith the cool spaceships space battles and dogfights the soundtrack also made the franchise stand out and the soundtrack was great yet again in this movie and was one of the few consistent bright spots throughout the entire trilogy the Force Awakens actually did a good job of introducing Star Wars to new fans and also appealing to the old ones, and it goes beyond just the characters, but some of the lore as well. Maz had the legendary blue Skywalker lightsaber which was lost in Episode 5 when Vader cut off Luke's hand. How did she get that? Kylo had his grandfather's old, burnt helmet. How did he get that? The First Order appears to be the new Empire. How did they get in the power? What is Luke, Leigh and Han up to today? Will Finn be the next Jedi after fighting with the lightsaber? Who is Rey? Is she a Jedi too? Is she truly a nobody or a somebody? All of these questions were interesting to have in this movie and made me excited to see how they would go about fleshing out this story and finding the purpose for each of these people. These were good questions to have. Episode 8 and 9 really should have carried on with answering these questions, and some were answered. But not in the best ways, and then there were some things like, especially Maz having the lightsaber, first off, Maz almost didn't even exist in the next two movies, and how she got that lightsaber, what's her connection to the Skywalkers, or to Cloud City, or anything like that, none of that was ever talked about or explored. So stuff like that gets unanswered, and then they focus on some other things, and I don't want to rant about episode 8 and 9, but I'm just saying there's things that people are upset about from episode 7, I think, because the stuff never got carried on. I don't blame episode 7 specifically, I blame what they did with the next two movies. So really, it was the events after episode 7 that ruined it all. And again, I really can't stress how much great potential this trilogy had thanks to the stepping stones, the foundation that was, you know, placed and created in Episode 7. And I thought it was great to see the new group of characters be diverse. In Episode 7, there was no pushing of agendas. Honestly, if you complained about Ray and Finn in Episode 7, then you probably were toxic. I'm just going to say it. If you're going to freak out instantly because, you know, there's a black main character or because, you know, they're going the female route, you know, I understand why everybody's moaning and groaning about Disney productions today, but it's like, okay, the company is trying to be progressive and whatnot. And in that movie, I don't really think there was much to make you hate Rey other than the fact that she had amazing lightsaber combat abilities. Yeah, that was, you know, kind of pushing it. But other than that, I don't think Rey really was controversial. And Finn had a great setup to be a great character. And then again, another one of those things set up perfectly in Episode 7 and then absolutely tarnished by the time you get through the next two movies. And once the credits rolled after watching The Force Awakens in theaters, I was very excited to see what would happen next. What would become of our new heroes? How would Leia and Luke respond to Kylo killing his father Han? The movie ended on a great cliffhanger too. Rey finds Luke hiding on the island, and she reaches out to him holding the most important lightsaber in the franchise. This is a great ending and a great setup for the beginning of episode 8. And then of course, you know, when episode 8 comes around, we just see Luke grab the lightsaber and throw it over his head. That's not episode 7's fault. If anything, episode 7 became a victim of this ridiculous writing that became about the rest of the trilogy because that was fantastic. That was a great setup. And then Ryan Johnson botched it. The reasons why we don't like the sequel trilogy come from episodes 8 and 9. And like I said, I'm not saying 7 was perfect because it definitely could have been better, but I always look back at 7 and refer to it as a fun Star Wars adventure movie that set up the next trilogy. There's a lot of great and memorable moments in Episode 7, I'll list off a couple here. You have Han Solo's death from his own son, very emotional. You have Kylo Ren's introduction at the very beginning of the movie, which was badass. Ray and Finn fighting Kylo in the snow in the dark, that was awesome. And honestly, that great lighting with the the lightsaber colors shining on their faces in the dark, that was cool. I know, I know, I know Ray having all these crazy powers and being strong and being able to defeat Kylo Ren who's trained in the Jedi and Sith arts of lightsaber combat, I totally understand. But they could have maybe built upon that in the next two movies as to why she is strong in the force. Didn't happen. Another epic scene was Kylo talking to Vader's helmet, and then the Imperial March plays at the end of that scene. Again, I'll just point out again the great cliffhanger ending with Luke and Rey on the island with the lightsaber. Then you have Han and Chewie entering the Falcon for the first time in a long time, and then Han saying Chewie, we're home. Another emotional scene. BB-8's little thumbs up with Finn. Quick, short, but cute and funny. And then lastly, one of my other favorite moments was when Ray and Finn were piloting the Millennium Falcon and trying to escape the First Order on Jakku. So in my opinion, Episode 7 is a fun Star Wars movie that provided the sequel trilogy with a lot of good content to expand off of. There's a lot of memorable moments and enough Star Wars elements and lore to make it a very good film. It's not perfect. The overall plot for that movie specifically could have been a lot more creative and not feel like Episode 4 again, but this movie is nowhere near as controversial as the other two. Episode 7 is the only movie out of the three that I can watch today without getting frustrated. Tell me what you think in the comments, like the video and subscribe for more. I have a bunch of Star Wars videos on the channel, so if you're new, go check out those as well. You can also find me on Twitter and TikTok, Twitter at analyze this underscore yt, and TikTok at analyze this54 underscore yt. I highly recommend you check me out on TikTok because I take clips from my videos and put them on there and people love discussing. You know they hate my takes or they start arguing with each other on there it's one of the coolest places for me they actually get a community going and get people talking about you know these clips and these little things i bring up in videos so go check me out there also if you'd rather listen to this as a podcast format i'm also on spotify now under analyze this podcast thanks again for watching and take care